Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. And together, we are... Wild Stallions! No. Uh, Today, I wanted to talk about a subject that I I think is really near and dear to my heart, um, and that (laughs) I... Uh, at, at the moment, and I think you may be able to guide me through as as my personal Yoda, mm. because I'm assuming age matters even, not. Yeah, uh, so I I, I do want to talk about midlife crisis crises crises or crises. Um, multiple people having their own in personal midlife crisis each. Yeah. When in doubt, rewrite the sentence. Yeah. So, so did you uh, know also, that I used to be in a comedy group called Midlife Crisis? No, I did not. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, cool. I am going to say before we get started fully that I want... Uh, so we, we had one of my episodes, um, like episode three or four of the show was with Paul and it was and we did like a... I did an episode of his, he did an episode of mine. And so we called it, I called the episode identity crisis on multiple podcasts. Nice. Um, because it was about identity. And now I'm like, Oh, what I need. I, I used my one crisis joke and I don't know. I don't have another one, but I was thinking midwife crisis, but I also feel like that's, it's, yeah, I don't know if you can deliver on that one. <laughs> nice. So, um, so I so here here let's I'm gonna get into the the BTS uh, for you real quick uh, for everybody. So you know we I'm 55. We, I don't know what that means, but that's okay. By behind the scenes. Oh, I thought it was a Korean uh, pop band. It is also, um, but so I Matthew and I always text on the morning of uh, of recording, and we're like, hey, do we want to talk about this today? Unless we've like discussed it ahead of time for whatever reason. Sometimes which is rare. Up. Uh, yeah. So today I was in like, I was having a really good morning. I had a good workout, was feeling good. And I was like, oh, you know, what would be really a fun topic to talk about? Midlife crisis. And then my day went downhill fast and, and not directly related to a midlife crisis, but like the midlife crisis of it all is not helping the situation just because there's, you know, frustration at work and all those other things that come into play. But the thing that made me think of it was I talked to my grandfather a few days ago and does he like me? He, uh, could, could not know less about you. (laughs) So he might like me. I got a chance. Just what you're you're saying is I got a chance. Well, I don't know. We would, I don't know if you like you or not, (laughs) but he, um, so I was talking to him and I forget how it came up. Oh, oh, he said, are you going to be 39? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be 39 this summer. And he goes, oh. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm getting a little bit of gray in my beard, which I don't know if it's visible on camera, but there's a little bit. There's like spots where there's grays. And, the, and my you're like a 14 year old, right now, but you're like a 14 year old pointing to his one mustache hair. Go, look, no, there's a mustache. It's coming no, in. It's made more visible with when I don't have this crappy light in the 720. Uh, computer camera on i'm gonna get my gray is nice and clear it's very much like um alan so, scott or jay garrick or some grays right here that are not super visible but it, it is getting grayer and people at work are pointing it out 
So, so I said, oh, I'm getting some gray in my beard and my hair. And my grandfather's response was, you're going to have to color it, Mike. I can't have my grandson looking like an old man. That's fair. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'll tell you, so my so. beard comes in, you know, has a lot of gray in it, which is why I don't have it right now. And um, I one time I say, I'm going to start like a little do a little like, you know, just for men kind of thing. And, you know, it says you gradually darken it and nobody notices. I did a little bit. I said, yeah, I can't really tell that I did it. Went to work the next day and my friend Mike goes, so, dye in the beard, huh? <laughs> Never doing that again. Like on day one, he just called me out on it. I almost bought like the jet black one and wanted to do it to be funny, not even to like make it just like have that like jet black goatee so that I look like the South Park evil version. I was going to say, you're evil dimension coal. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, um, I have several, uh, several fun stories that I'll sprinkle out, uh, throughout this episode. Uh, but I'm going to also, but I'm going to sprinkle them because I also have just been really fucking depressed, um, for the last three hours. So, um, and I was going to interweave, Nice. Until we've and also, I'm interested in hear, yeah, interested in hearing about your mid midlife, whatever you went through when you now, were, see, I don't know, five years ago or whatever. Now you're, you're, when you say midlife crisis, you're trying to predicting the date of your death, right? Like you're saying, like you have to know when your mid oh, when yeah, your midlife yeah. is. No, and I, that was that. That's a point that I was going to make is that I like you know when you have a midlife crisis, there's a good chance you are beyond that fucking point. Right. You don't know where you're. I mean, so my. Um, maternal grandfather, you know, drank himself and, you know, to death and smoked himself to death young. So he doesn't count. He was artificial. But my mother's mother died at just shy of 93. My um, father's mother died at 97. My father's father died at uh, 103 and a half, like in the yeah. summer, and he would, he would have turned 104 in the fall. And, um, so my dad, despite that he's fighting cancer right now, but he's doing really well with it, he will probably live to be 120. I probably got 150 in me. I mean, if you look at every generation tends to live longer than the previous with better health and better outcomes, I'm going to be 150. So I'm not even, clo- not even close to my midlife crisis yet. You're like a third, you're, you're at your third life crisis? Yeah, I'm at right a third, now. a turd, as we say. Do you, do you, you want to live that long for real? I... That sounds so fucking daunting. Like, imagine, just get rid of the like all the things that we. As all long know as about, I keep outliving wives and keep replacing them with younger models, I mean, that's the key. That's the key to enjoying a good midlife crisis. Yeah, you could be like Al Pacino and have a twenty-nine-year-old when you're eighty-three and get pregnant. You know, you know. So I gotta do. The, I gotta do the old, the old um, Jewish joke, but the priest is in the confession and the little door slides and he hears a voice say father i'm a 102 year old jewish man and i've got an 18 year old girlfriend and i've been having sex with her every day and the priest says but if you're jewish why are you telling me why am i telling you i'm telling everyone (laughs) and then the priest says aren't you concerned that with that age difference like sex might be dangerous and the man goes, ah, if she dies, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> Two different jokes kind of slammed together. Yeah. I don't love the the thought of those slamming together, but. I slam, um, I slam like you wouldn't believe. You learn technique in a hundred years. 
But so back to midlife crisis. Back to midlife crisis. Do you think you experienced one? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I did anything midlife crisis. I did have a, you know, my turning 30 was a rough, I'm an adult moment. I had, you know, I had my yeah. first kid, my first mortgage. It was at my first career job for five years and realizing this is a career, not just a job. And all of that hit me on my 30th birthday hard. And so I had a week or two of um, depressive mode um, because of that. But that clearly wasn't midlife. That was, uh, you know, otherwise, if it is, I'm in trouble because that means in five <laughs> years I'm gone. Um, yeah, like, I mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, haven't, you know, I drive a Camry. I haven't bought my sports car. I, 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 I daydream about buying an Ionic 5 electric car, but I don't feel like that's a midlife crisis car. That's a um, climate crisis car. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like yeah. So, I mean, I, my trajectory of my life has been a slow, successful uphill, um, but gentle slope. Like, I don't feel like I've ever peaked, but I don't feel like I've ever had a super huge win. Things have just gone well. And so I don't think I've had a place to have a midlife crisis where I'm like, things have to change yet. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I'm definitely in it. So I don't know. And I also feel like okay. What I was gonna start to say when you just said the thing about winning and, and and that attitude that you have, which is a good attitude. I'm not knocking it. I feel like there is an extent to which if I said that I'm having a midlife crisis, to I don't think my dad would say it, but he might think it or snowflake. Ten, me, no, he. Me, he me. That's my Mike's dad impression. He'd have just been like, "Don't you have something better to do than worry about?" You mean, like, <laughs> I think that like the the oh jeez, um, the I just got a text from. It's really weird. I just got a text from uh, one of Logan's uh, friends' dads, and I was we haven't talked to them in a couple months, and I literally was like, "I think I saw them driving," and so yeah. It's really funny because I was about to make a joke and say like like, like he's going through his midlife crisis and has say that he just texts you, dude, I think I'm going to buy a Corvette. And then I remembered what you did last year. Okay. <laughs> My, so, <laughs> okay, so last summer, like a year ago, no, actually almost two years ago, yeah. uh, I was, I was about to turn 37 and I wasn't really feeling the midlife crisis part of it. But so I, w I went to I went to Houston with work and I'm at this um, I'm at this bar at with a bunch of coworkers. We're all, you know, somewhat drunk. Um, I actually was probably getting sober by this point in the night. And one of my coworkers said that she was 20. She had just turned 23. Now she's my boss, but she was my coworker. She said she had just turned 23. And, but she was refusing to acknowledge it because it would have been like a week. She's like, I think is in my head. I'm still 22. And I was like, I Big just difference. turned 37, you know, three weeks ago. And, and when I turned 30, right before I turned 37, I was like feeling like I might be having a midlife crisis or like, I was curious because I was wondering what age it starts at. And literally, if you Google midlife crisis, it's like anywhere from 37 <laughs> to 50. And it was like two weeks before my birthday that I thought that. And I was laughing. And this this guy, he's he's probably your age or maybe five to ten years older than you. I don't know. And he's still alive? That, 
He's not. Yeah, he is, but he doesn't work with me anymore. But he, at the time, he's working with me, and he pokes me in the stomach, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, you, you got it. The the things that can happen now are, are it's amazing. He goes, I'm beyond midlife, but if you get rid of this, and he pokes my stomach, he goes, you could live definitely more, you know, than twice what you've currently lived. And I'm like, great. Great, thank so, you. For, so the flip for side of that you. is he's telling you you're on a path to death from bad health. Like that's what you right now you're on a path to death. That you're also, past he wasn't a skinny dude, like I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, so he so so he did that. So I just that was that was, you know, at one point and then a, a week later we're back in the office. I'm working with this other guy and and we we went go out to lunch and we when we're doing it we pass a corvette and i'm like oh that's a cool model like that's the you know those mid 70s ones are really what i like and he goes oh oh i'll find you one so he found me found me one on facebook marketplace and i was like that's cool and i like showed sarah and sarah's like get it because it was like <laughs> it was like just in that like price range where it was like not a problem for us to do and she's like you're not going to get this opportunity again you've been talking about it for 20 years and she like she talked me into it, so yeah. She's like, I can have sex with a guy who owns a Corvette without you getting mad at me. I wouldn't have got mad at her before. Um, I'd have been like, as long as I get a ride in the Corvette, you can ride on whatever. No. <laughs> That's what I call a stick shift. Him, yeah. But anyway, so. Um, yeah. So, so my 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 almost dip into midlife, my my my, my trouble turning thirty. I'll tell you this cute little story. I uh, my my birthday is November first, day after Halloween. So I came home from work on Halloween night. Like I say, I uh, I was um, I just Jacob, my oldest, was two months old. So you know, it's new. We are in a new house. We've been in for like six months, and. I come home and I'm feeling, I'm, I'm stressed. And my wife knows that I'm not in a good mood, not doing well. So I get home and we get Jacob dressed up in his little suit man bunting outfit, you know, without even a costume because he was so small. He was just like a little covered his diaper and he poops all over it, right? Within five minutes, he poops all over it. And I'm just like furious. I'm like, of course this goes wrong. And she goes, okay, go upstairs. I've laid out clothes for you. Take a shower and come out and put, out the clothes, put on the clothes I laid out. Like, whatever. You know, she wants to got me a costume. I go up. And she had laid out just slacks and a dress shirt, like what I wear now to go to work. Um, and uh, I'm like, okay, whatever. I take a shower. I come out, get dressed. I come downstairs. And Jacob's godmother, one of our best friends, is over, and they're drinking wine. And suddenly I say, for my 30th birthday, I'm having a threesome. This is amazing. I'm feeling a little better now. And the doorbell rings, and I'm like, goddamn trick-or-treaters. you know? So it's, it's Halloween night. So I, I run to the door, open the door, and it's a buddy of mine from my comedy troupe. And he's like, hey, man. I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he goes, I don't know. Walks in. I'm like, what the hell is he doing here? And like five minutes. And he's just sitting there. He won't say a word. And like no one's telling me nothing. Five minutes later, doorbell rings again. I go to the door. It's another member of my comedy group. And I go, oh, I get it. I'm going out with the guys. And our friend is here to keep my wife company. Not as good as I thought. So eventually the whole comedy troupe is there, four or five guys, whatever. And we head out to the dollhouse strip club. So I'm like. Okay, great. Right at the dollhouse, and I'm feeling like extra old because all these, you know, young women. And then this one, they get, they get me a private dance, and this one girl's dancing for me, and she goes, "So why are you guys here?" And they go, "Because oh, he's 30. It's his birthday at midnight. He'll be 30." And she goes, "Oh, I'm 31." And I said, "Well, she's smoking hot, so maybe being 30 is not that bad." So I'm feeling a little better about myself. I'm like, "This thing's not that bad." 
And then they're, it's a little before midnight, maybe 11.30, and they're like, we got to go. I'm like, what do you mean? It's, it's almost my birthday. It's like, no, we got to go. The rest of the night waits. I'm like, whatever. Drag me out. We get in the car. We end up in uh, Five Points in Raleigh at the Rialto Theater, um, soon to reopen. And at midnight at the Rialto Theater is um, Rocky Horror Picture Show back then. And so it's Halloween night. So the place is packed to the gills. And my friends are like, you got to do the underwear run because it's your birthday. I know it's not your first time here, but it's your birthday. You got to do it. So I'm like, fine. So stripped out, go up for the, the underwear run. And I'm looking at me, and there's all these girls around me who are, I hope, college age. Maybe they're younger than college age. And all I can think is, someone put clothes on these little babies. Like, I'm like looking around for a blanket to throw on them. And I never felt so old to this day i never felt so old as when i wanted to cover up all the half-naked women around me yeah and when i got home um our friend had left she did not stay around for a threesome so there you go yeah for my 30th i got married two weeks later so yeah that's a good call we've been married five years like it was everything that happened that year it was, uh, it, was, it was lots of um, lots, lots of lots lots of things that said you're an adult now, you're an old man now. It's all going to go downhill, but it went pretty well from that because you know I was in a comedy troupe. But soon after that, I took over the comedy troupe. I became the, the director of it within the next year, and then it, I had that group for like 15 years. So things went well. Had my career that was five years. I worked there another 15 years after that too. A lot of things from 15 years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I am aware, but yeah. that's. So I've been, uh, you know, you, I talked, talked to you a couple days ago about trying to get an LLC formed so that we can potentially start monetizing, but I just, I'm like, I, I've been in and I've, you know, I've been working for 20 years and I have been laid off and I've had all, and I just, at the point where I don't love the, the helplessness feeling of a job like and so i want i want to have you know i felt like by this point in my life i should have a little more control i feel like i'm still as i i feel like i'm passing the age where it's getting you know i'm at the age where uh i'm not there's all kinds of things that like people my age don't do anymore but i'm still feeling like i'm like trapped the way a like child would be Mon- you know like trying to to and i get it i get that that's just part of corporate america and america capitalism and everything else but well i think where what will help you getting through this is this podcast mm-hmm. and your youtube videos and your writing that you do the fact that you have not become the corporate drone who's like you get home at 6:30 from your job that's supposed to be nine to five. And all you're thinking about is I need to get back on my line, my computer after I eat something and do some more work because I'm going to yeah. make it in this field and I'm going to go higher and higher. And that's a nightmarish place to be, you know, and having, being the creative person you are and having creative outlets and not letting those go, like not say, well, guess I'm not going to do creative things anymore because I've got a corporate job now that I've been at for two years and it's going to be serious. That's yeah. what, 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 where you, you live. Like, and I mean, I'm so, that's one of the things that, out of the, all the gifts my father gave me, you know, my father's a musician on the weekends, you know, and in, in the evenings he sits yeah. around and picks. And that, that example of what you do during the day for your job, that's to make money to do the things you want to do when you're not at your job. 
And that yeah, that has always helped that. me not get obsessed. It's probably also helped held me back in my career that, you know, that I probably could have been where I am now 10 years ago more if, if, it, if I had obsessed about it. But I'm kind of happy slowly getting yeah. here and, and enjoying life with my wife and children. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. It's it's gray as fuck. And on gray days, I have a really hard time. And so I think that's not helping things. But I just was like, just kind of like, ugh, I don't, you know. And, and I, I did like an amazing workout. Really thought it was going to beat, beat it today. Like I worked, I ran a mile. I rode six miles on a bike. I did like, I lifted. I felt like great going into the morning. And you then, look good. You look vibrant. Thank you. I actually was thinking that I look like I have giant tits. Right That's now. what I meant. That's what I meant by vibe. Yeah. And and I've been like visibly, like if I look in the mirror when I'm standing up and stuff, I've been losing weight. Like slightly, not like a ton, but I've been right. doing a lot over the last year to try to make myself physically better. As you Because know, that part guy of poked like, you in the stomach. No, that was two years ago. Uh, no, honestly, it was just because I wanted to feel better and because I wanted to be healthy to, you know, be able to keep up with Logan. And that's when I started doing, the, you know, it was mid-June last year. I started getting back, getting back to trying to run or do something every two days or so. And so I've been doing a lot and I've gotten a lot. I mean, I've, I, I'm in, I, I need to lose some weight still, but I'm doing a lot better. And, and. Yeah, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I got titties. Um, I will say. Probably because you've lost stomach, so it it looks different because you are losing weight. That's making you. I also think it's just the way I'm sitting right now. I think it's like the seat. Yeah, well, that's the way I was having with the shirt I was wearing last time we recorded. I'm like, I look like I have titties doing this. I'd hate this shirt. I want to go change my shirt in the middle of this record. Yeah. Tomorrow, I'm not changing out of my work clothes. I'll take my shirt off. We could take our shirts off. Next time you're going to record, you could come here. We'll take our shirts off and we'll suck each other's nipples. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I, Alex. I, I've i got a bad connection. Uh, <laughs> Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, do they suck each other's nipples? No. Oh, there's this, this guy uh, prank called. He got Tucker Carlson's oh, number. the AI thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suck each other's nipples to, to show. Uh, I realized it was are... fake when he said he wanted to suck my nipples. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other side of things that I've been working on the last year, probably starting in the fall last year, was my mental health. And and I've talked about it on the show a little bit, Getting trying to get rid of the, the voice that is in my head, like actively fighting the voice, that fighting to not, you know, be Smeagol, just or, or Gollum, or whatever one's the one that can, like, no one loves you. Um, like, because that the, is well, the, the voice would be Gollum, and you'd be Smeagol fighting the, okay. the, the Gollum okay. voice. Okay, so yeah. I've been trying to get rid of the Gollum voice in my head. Not that I'm a geek, I'm just saying. And so, there's been a lot of moments where, because of that, I have like that voice, while it was really destructive to me, was probably really constructive in keeping me from being a complete asshole and i'm like what if i'm like is this you know what if i'm getting to this age because I've, I've stopped doing that voice in my head and so if i you know like let's say i said something you you look ugly today or jokingly but trying to Thank be you. funny but clearly hurt your feelings a year ago i'd have gone home and i've been like i hurt matthew's feelings you're a piece of shit why would you do that like and i would like beat myself up about it 
and I'd come back and I'd apologize and I'd feel bad about it forever. Now I don't really have that. And that's, and that is like this dangerous thing. And, and I was like, I don't, you know, am I, is it because I'm getting rid of the voice or is it because I'm like becoming this like cynical middle-aged douchebag? Like, I don't know what is going on. Do you, did you watch Ted Lasso? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then never mind. I've, I have not seen the final episode I think you haven't seen today's episode, but there's, no. there's a parallel in it. So I can't okay. reference it now because you haven't seen it yet. I figured it would be safe Here, for the I'm audience. I'm going to take my headphones off. Yeah, I'm going to take my headphones off. Myself. You reference it, and I'm not editing this episode till after I've seen the episode. Okay? <laughs> so just hold up your hand when you're when you're good, okay? Okay, podcast listeners. If you watched Ted Lasso in the season finale – Roy calls a diamond dog meeting, his first diamond dog meeting. And in it, he says, I don't feel like I'm becoming a better person. And I want to be able to stop reading my lips. Stop reading my lips. He's reading my lips. And I feel like I want to be a better person. And everyone kind of brainstorms how to be a better person. And then finally, what they come up with is, there's no becoming a better person um, or not becoming a, there's no becoming a perfect person. There's just becoming better. And it's by trying to become better. It's by seeking out help. It's by accepting help, listening to the help and trying to be a little better every day. That's what Michael needs to do, but I can't tell him that because it'll ruin the Ted Lasso diamond dog moment. Killing me. Come on back. Come on back. Okay. Come so- on back. What? <laughs> so it's funny because uh, so I took my headphones off. Logan's playing FIFA, and I can hear the soccer cheering while you're talking about Ted Lasso. I'm just here, you know, and I, I'm He's thinking here. of it being He's there. Like, He's every fucking where Roy Kent, Danny uh, Rojas. <laughs> but um, it, it was funny at one point when you were talking. I was like, he could literally be just saying whatever the fuck he wants, and it doesn't have anything to do with Ted Lasso. <laughs> at one point, I was, are you reading him. my lips? Stop reading my lips. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> at one point, I looked, and I could kind of read your lips, so I looked away. Yeah, I, it's funny. You looked away just as I was saying, stop reading my lips. <laughs> it'll it'll be good. Yeah. You watch the video, right. you'll see it, and you'll say, ah, that worked well. Good one, Grasshopper. Yeah. yeah, so I have, have watched Ted Lasso. Your problems will be solved. That's all I'll say. Nice. Okay. End this record and go watch Ted Lasso. Oh, I'm planning on watching it tonight. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Wednesdays used to be New Comic Day in my life. Wednesdays was New Comic Day because when comics came out, and me and my buddy uh, Elliot would go buy comics and have lunch together you know, from work. And uh, now it's become Ted Lasso Day. Like for a little while, it was Obi Wan Day. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what it becomes next. Yeah. I'm so I didn't realize you'd watch Ted Lasso, so I'm excited that I love the Ted Lasso. Yeah, but I know you hate Apple, so I just didn't think you would watch Ted. I I I hate the interface of Apple products. I don't hate the company as a company. They they do slave labor well. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, I also like Foundation a lot. I mean, on Apple TV, if you watch the the Foundation. Sci-fi show. Oh, it's based on Isaac Asimov's classic novels, which are so dense I could never get through them. It would take you a year to read one because yeah, I couldn't probably. get through them. They're so dense. And uh, I'm gonna have to. Season two is about to come out, and Madhavi and I are like, we have to rewatch season one because it's so dense. Like we don't remember it all anymore. You're gonna have to rewatch yeah. it before you can watch season two. You should watch on Apple TV, and I think season four is coming. It's called For All Mankind. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it at all? I have not. 
I think you would like it. So it's it's a alternate. It's not sci-fi. It's just alternate history where the Russians beat us to the moon, oh. um, and how that affects all of history afterwards. Basically, um, at the end of season three, they were like in around ninety-seven, ninety-eight, um, and I was like, "Oh, I remember this, and I remember that." And I'm like, "I do not remember that because it didn't happen really." But there, you know, it's it's a it's a pr- kind of a cool show. There's some there's some. It's it's entertaining, but it's also got some really cool like stuff interwoven. But um, I did I did come with a checklist of or of things to talk about. You can't see that, but you did homework. Thing, yeah, I did actually. I pulled. I basically listened to sad music on the ride home <laughs> from work, and and when I got home, I pulled like Enya pulled over. No, I listened to uh, Turn the Page by Bob Seger, Good and then sense. I listened to Carry On by Fun. Um, so it just was like, it wasn't like super sad in like the t- traditional way. It was more like just like very life is passing you by kind of music. <laughs> it really fed into the feeling. Alexa, play my sad song list. Oh, I had I used to have a playlist to make me cry. Uh and and mostly I would do it for like oh I need to shoot something where I'm crying so and I'd put on the music and I would just and I I would indulge that voice in my head and I would just be like you will never make your father proud and I would say things like just terrible things in my head to be yeah. myself. I'm the favorite son, so I never had that one. No, I like I could be well, the least successful and it wouldn't make a difference. I'm the best. Yeah, I don't think I. Uh, it's not true. It's just like. Yeah. You can still indulge that. Did, there is an old, um, I think it was a Phil Hartman sketch on SNL where he was hearing voices in his head telling him to kill people. I don't know if you ever saw that one. It's kill, kill, kill. Sounds familiar. And then later he's like, who's that actor in the 40s? And kill, kill. Like, oh yeah, Howard Kill. And I was like, kept saying different things that sounded like kill, the voice in his head that wasn't kill. Nice. Was it's it John Lovitz's sketch. voice? It, I think it was. I sound like I'm doing love. It's, because we're Jews. It's just yeah. a, that's my voice. It's just a Jewish voice. No, but I, but I do think I do think there's it was lo- Jewish voices that don't sound like John Lovitz. <laughs> three. There's three that don't. Um, yeah, I think it was Lovitz doing the doing the voice in his head. Yeah. You could just tell by that, like yeah, by my my yeah, uh, impersonation of the voice. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of Lovitz on the um, writers' strike, and he had a a sign that was a picture of the critic. And it said, it stinks. And then in parentheses, their offer. I was like, it's very nice going back to the classic critic moments. Yeah. So, oh, I've kind of run through almost all my bullet points, but um, uh, then (laughs) you got to delete half of them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I also, I just, death has been like the idea of like, Part of the midlife crisis for me has been the thought of like, well, what if it's not the midlife? What if like, what if I'm, I'm three quarters? way closer? Yeah, like, you know, because I, I have, you know, yeah. By by this point in your life, most people have people who've died that are the same age as them. Like, you know, and I have two friends from college that are dead that have been dead for a couple years each. Um, I'm amazed. I don't think anybody from my high school graduating class has died like which is i mean it's because we're a small class but it's also 
you know, we graduated high school 20 years ago tomorrow. And, and like, it's just kind of, you know, there's all these like weird little things. And, you know, you, you think about like all the, you know, when I hit 27, I, I remember being like, Oh, I'm 27. I'm at that age where all the people died. Or, and, and when I hit 28, I'm like, I'm older than Kurt Cobain. Oh, ever was, my list, and this person ever was got a list on the wall of celebrities and on, on the calendar to see who you pass. Check. Yeah. This, this year, do you know, do you know who I'll be older than this year? Or not? I'll be as old as they ever were this year. You already beat Jesus, and you didn't yeah. start your own religion, so failure. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, Martin Luther King. MLK. He was thirty-nine, and it's like that's another thing. Is I'm getting to that age where I'm like, I look at people back in the day when they were my age, and I'm like, that guy was thirty-nine. Like I would have guessed he was fifty-five. Oh yeah, people know? used to look older than they do now. As yeah. One of my favorite humans of all time who passed away a couple of years ago, um, the amazing James Randi. Um, mm-hmm. And his, in the documentary about him, An Honest Liar, there's a clip of him on The Tonight Show at Carson, and he's doing like a typical escape, like he's um, with regular like twine or st- string, he's tied to a chair, and he is an escape artist, and he escapes from it. And then he makes a comment about, oh, I'm 55 now, I'm getting too old to do this, and the motherfucker looks 80. <laughs> you know, and you yeah. think about it, like... Um, Ben Kenobi, you know, Alec Guinness was like, was in his fifties. Like he's about the age that, um, yeah. what's his name? The new, the new, the new Obi-Wan is, uh, names yeah. escape me cause I'm old, but and like, then I look at you and you're yeah. 55, which and is the golden girls, like the original golden girls, except for the mother, they were all supposed to be like 55. They all just retired from their careers and they went to live together in Miami. They look like my grandmother did after yeah. she died and they're supposed to be 55 and they probably were the actors yeah. probably were. Yeah. You're five years older than my grandfather was when I was born. And so I have all these pictures of my grandfather holding me. And I would have guessed, and my grandfather, you know, for he's pushing, he's going to be 89 next month. He he doesn't look that so old when your grandfather and my father are in the same age group. Yeah. But he, he doesn't look that bad for 89. But you look at him at when he was 50 and you're like, that guy. Can he hasn't 60, changed, right? Yeah. 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 And it's it's a real weird like thing where you're just like kind of like that that and I and I get it life's a lot different now and we have a lot as far as nutrition and we're not smoking. I think it's because we're eating more preservatives. I think the preservatives are preserving us. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, that's because the, the 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 other thing is oh I do remember something that I didn't get to write down because I forgot before by the time I pulled over to write it down. Uh, and I, I got to say it before I forget. Um, it's weird to be getting to this point where I'm I'm worried about the preservation of my life and living longer and trying to you know working to do all these things when I spent so much of my life like wanting to die. And as somebody who's had severe depression for so much of their life. It was really weird. I mean, I I wanted to die. I started at like thirteen, being like, "I'm ready to go. Let's like get it over with." And there are days where I'm exhausted now. I'm like, "All right, let's get this over with." But it's not the same thing. Like if you if we're in a car and someone's driving like an asshole, and I think I'm about to die, I'm like, "Hey, you know," and I'm I'm working, I'm physically working out, and I'm thinking about the future, and I'm trying to get myself to be healthy. And that is a weird shift in my thinking, also. And so now when I'm like, 
I'm I'm only I'm already beyond halfway done and possibly and there's all these and I'm like I'm like this is the goal you've been working towards for for the last yeah. 25 years. You're supposed to want this. But, yeah. But as is everything in my life with the exception of of Sarah and Logan, uh once I get a goal, I am immediately not satisfied with it. Um and so of course, getting to an age where it is death is is coming quicker and quicker uh and i'm finally like no 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 no, no, no. i don't want to die i forget what the, there was a country song in the 90s uh you go in screaming giddy up and come and you come in screaming giddy up and go out hollering whoa like huh. meaning like I, I thank you for the meeting. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> meaning you fuck i 100 percent feel it well i was yeah Okay, podcast listeners, in case you didn't get what he's saying, is you get in the beginning of your life, you're very excited and you want to get older faster, you want to do things, and at the end, yeah. you want to slow down because you don't want to die so fast, just in case you didn't yeah. know. Yeah. It, it very much is the toilet paper roll uh, effect where the beginning, you've got all this, you get all of it ahead of you, and you're like, okay, I, this is going to last blow my nose while I'm taking a dump, it's fine. And, and then, yeah, and then by the end, you're like, oh, there's, no, there's nothing left. So borrow a square and, and, and I'm 38 years old and I feel that way. It's so exciting. You're on the downside of your Charmin, but you might not be 38 young. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your dad is, you know, your grandfather's 85. Your dad, you're doing fine. You got, you got tons of years ahead of you. You said each yeah. generation tends to live longer than the previous. If your grandfather's 85 and still going, then your dad's going to be 95 and still going. And you're going to be 112. Well, I don't care. It's my mom's dad, but still works. Yeah, his actually, it's real weird because my grandfather, so he's gonna be eighty nine. I'm pretty sure his dad died at eighty nine, and so my grandfather has this completely different. And I don't know if he had a midlife crisis. I should ask him sometime. But he has. So my grandfather is, like I said, he's gonna be eighty nine <laughs> next month. At his my father, age, our midlife crisis was at twenty because we didn't know. Yeah. His father died at around 89 in 1984. Um, so he had like that as a good example of like, oh, I'm going to live a while. And so my grandfather has been talking about, like you were earlier, talking about living to 120 for, he's been talking about for years. And his older brother died uh, two years ago at, he was a month shy of 99. And there's they there's a lot of speculation that if he hadn't been secluded due to the due to the pandemic, if the pandemic had never happened and he hadn't been secluded, he would have lived Another longer year because two, he yeah. wouldn't he'd have had some social aspect that he didn't have those last two years or last year. And his now my grandfather's older sister is gonna be ninety seven in July. So like he has a ton and his mother was eighty six or seven. So like they've had this like ton ton of history to like expect to live a long time, and so he has had such a different outlook on life than I have. Um, but he also is one of those people. There's this old Aziz Ansari bit where he talks about Jay Z. If Jay Z slipped on a banana peel, he'd just get there quicker. But the rest of us typically are the ones who would like step on it slip and fall and hurt ourselves or you just glide. some some people are just so cool that they're just gonna slide there you're like i got where i was going quicker than i expected and my grandfather is like one of those people where like i think everything he does he's just like oh that was as easy as it should be 
And I'm like, I, I could be holding a cup that has like less than a quarter inch of water and it's nine inches tall and I'm holding it like this walking and somehow I still spill the water all over the fucking place because there's no level of careful I could be that, that corrects it. You must embrace the water spill. You're just creating water slides wherever you go. And who doesn't love a water slide? Logan doesn't. It's a fight we're going to have to have this summer because he does not want to try a water slide. And I'm like, dude, it's like one of my favorite things in the world. I need you to try. There's one at the gym. I'm like, it's not that fast. You go down it and see how you like it. You like the pool. Like you love going underwater. And I'm like, just it's not that intense. Yeah. I, I like water slides. Now I can, you know, as an old man, I can take them or leave them. Like the, the, like the things that used to be exciting, like roller coasters and water slides, you know, it's like that, that like we're thrill rides. Now it's like, eh, I mean, I'll do it, but eh, I've burned out of being a, but um, a couple of years ago, we took the, uh, the kids to um, Concord, North Carolina, outside of Charlotte, where Great Wolf Lodge is. We went to Great Wolf Lodge and Malavi was like, you're going to have to take Leon all the, you know, in the slide and play with her because, you know, uh, I'll watch the boys. You go to, you know, Leon, you know, she wants to be with you. I'm like, great. I had to do all this crap. And we get there and we walk into the big giant watery area where the slide is. And she screams, Leah, and runs away from me. I'm like, what the hell? So I go running after her. Our next door neighbors are there at Grateful Lodge. And she's like hugging her best friend. And they turn around and run off together to go on the slide together. And I turn to her dad, Ajit. I'm like, did we just get a reprieve? And he's like, I'm so happy you're here. And so uh, we, uh, we hung out, me and Ajit, and watched the kids play together. We didn't have to play with them. It was a good fathering moment. Nice. Nice. Um, something that when you were talking about the water slides and how you could take them or leave them, I was thinking about all the things that are start, I'm starting to experience in my, uh, that I think are occurring. So not, not erectile dysfunction, just so we're clear. I don't have that problem yet. It's not, I mean, um, it's not a problem. I just don't care. Yeah, once I have a problem, I, I, I've always thought like, oh, I'm going to finally get some peace and quiet. I'm not definitely not going to be the Viagra kind of guy. But, and I never expected this, so you probably can't see it on this on camera, but my as my hair has been growing out, because this is the longest it's ever been, I think, in my life, it, it's thinner than I ever expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, do I need to take like one of those supplements to make my hair thicker? And... And I'm probably going to have to go get a colonoscopy soon because I'm at the age when my parents started needing colonoscopies. And I was just like, it's fucking like an avalanche of old age shit. Also, and this is just a blue eyed person thing. This is not a uh, old thing. Do you have blue eyes? I have very light blue eyes. I have blue eyes with like a yellow Corona around my pupil that kind of explodes like a Corona. Like, like, and so, yeah. From any from any distance away, it looks green. Especially if I'm wearing green, the yellow and blue kind of blend, and it looks green. But if I'm wearing blue, it just looks blue. So my eyes kind of change depending on how close you are and what color I'm wearing. Yeah, I have. um, Yeah, so I went to the eye doctors last summer, and I got I did all the tests that they do, and. I have I don't have macular degeneration, but I have low macular pigment, which is common for somebody in with light blue eyes. Um, it's common for us, and they were telling them, but you know, you got to eat more orange peppers, and you should wear sunglasses whenever you're out and in, in, orange peppers and, as opposed to red, yellow, or green. 
they, specifically orange is what eh? they said. Like there's some piece Stop in it. it. Yeah, and and so I'm not much of a fan of green peppers. I find them bitter. I, I like red, orange, and, and yellow more. So uh, orange peppers. Yeah. I'll move to orange peppers. Yeah, well, honey, so I have I've to. Been... I got blue eyes. I got to eat orange peppers. I got blue eyes. Yeah. So anyway, so they give me they give me all this information. Then they give me a brochure, and it's uh it, it was called it's for to know about advanced mac uh, no age related macular degeneration, and it is age like a related. fucking. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I have it still. I may have no. I don't think I have it still. But it was, it was, like fucking old people, like like my grandparents kind of old people, sitting on the like they you know like they're on a bench. It was like the old you know. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm 38. I, <laughs> I think I was 37. I don't think my birthday had come around when I had this doctor's appointment. I'm like. Don't get like have something for us young people who just happen to have blue eyes. This is <laughs> fucked up. And I went, I, I had, I was late to work that day for that doctor's appointment. And I show up and, and it, you know, it was before Subba was working there and other people that were, they give me a lot of shit about being old, but I like pulled the pamphlet out of my bag and I'm like, <laughs> they gave me this. And everybody was like, oh my God. And that, I'm like, that's I like know, it's just because I'm blue eyed. And I'm and I, yeah, and then I was talking to Subba months later, and she was talking. She making fun of me for being old, and I said, "I said you have like dark brown eyes. Like if you were a hundred years old, you would not have this problem. And I'm thirty eight, and I have this problem. Like this is like a completely just genetic thing. But they are some reason pinning it on old on, and they're putting out like like no joke. They're just like the brochure is these fucking old people, and I was like, it's so insulting." Yeah, that's how percentages work, though. You know, when I used to work back in my drug days when I worked on prostate they can't make drug. A pamphlet. They can make a pamphlet pamphlet for those of us who are under 40 that have... Sometimes FDA get mad at them if they do. You, people look too young in your stuff. They, that doesn't look like a typical patient. If it was made by a drug company, I don't know if that pamphlet was. Just times... make it a bunch of, like, fucking Swedish people or something. Yeah. So they're like, un flugen, flugen, flugen. Yeah, my macular disintegration. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna have a colonoscopy. Oh my god! So I do want to say something. My dad does this. My dad has to have endoscopies and colonoscopies. Meet in the middle, a- annually or semi-annual or whatever. He every single time he goes in, and they never find this joke funny, which makes it so much better that he does it every time. He tells them to do the endoscopy first. He said, make sure you do the endoscopy yeah. first. And not a single time has it, because it's a different camera. Yeah, I want it clean. <laughs> of course you want it clean. It makes perfect sense. I'm totally and, with him. And and every time he comes back and he goes, they just rolled their eyes at me. And I'm like. Yeah, it's amazing how it. people who deal with life and death, you know, don't get jokes. Right, yeah. Actually, when I um I donated bone marrow um once from the, you know, leukemia bone marrow match national registry, my dad came with me. And um, first of all, he was amazed at how nice everyone was. And he couldn't at the hospital and he couldn't figure out if it was because we were in North Carolina, not in New York. And he used to work with hospitals a lot. Um, or if it's because I was donating, you know, to the goodness of my heart. Like he wasn't sure why they were being so nice, but they were being nice. So my dad says, when I'm in recovery, he says to the nurse is going through some of my, you know, what I can expect over the next week. And my father goes, well, will he, will he be able to play piano? And the nurse says, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm like, what? 
why would you say that? Like, and he goes, great, because he never could before. This is going to be amazing. And I was like, how, how, how can you be a medical professional and never heard that joke before and walk right into it? That's amazing. Uh, I, I, I knew exactly where you were going to go with it. I just I don't think I've heard it before, though. But I'm not and, a medical professional. So. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I had said to them, when they said, is it okay if your father comes back? I'm like, I guess. And they go, well, is there a problem? I said, no, he's just annoying. Like, you're not going to want him back <laughs> here. Like, my, was my parents, because both of them. My mother comes back right away. She's a cooler of snacks. Do you want an apple? I got a banana. I'm like, I'm recovering from surgery. I'm going to shove food down my throat. Yeah. Because she's a Jew. That's what they do. It's done with love. It's done with love. I'm Italian. It's it, it's very similar. Uh, there's a difference, though. You know the difference between an Italian grandmother and a Jewish grandmother is? I feel like Italian grandmother says, eat or I'll kill you. The Jewish grandmother says, eat, you're killing me. (laughs) Nice. Not where I thought it was going. (laughs) Not where I thought it was going. (laughs) Thought it was an oral sex joke, didn't you? It wasn't. No, I thought it was a nose. I thought it was going to be a nose joke. I thought it was going to be. No, we got similar noses in the the, the region. Statuesque Roman nose is a little straighter than a, a Jewish broken nose, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we can wrap things wrap up? up? Yeah, we should have like a mid-episode crisis. Uh, maybe I'll. I think you did. Out. You're gonna have to delete that. We had one, and you have <laughs> oh, yeah, to delete yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> Which is At funny because Michael was having a mid-episode crisis. And we'll just put I, it on screen. My, I have a, a coworker, um, Andrew. If you're listening, hi, Andrew. Um, and we tend to take a like a. Between two thirty and three thirty, if we have when we if we have no meetings, we take a walk around the um, building, like we leave through the front exit, you know, the building. Walk around to the back entrance, touch the door, then walk back to the front again. Um, so it ends up being like a little under a mile, you know, doing, doing the double lap thing. But um, just to take a, an afternoon constitutional and get some fresh air. And on yeah. our walk today, I, I told him about um, the conversation we had about churds on a previous pod, and and I remember that you said you were going to delete parts of it or beep parts of it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't heard that yet. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. We have multiple ones in the can, so it probably hasn't, that one hasn't made out of sure yet. Sure, it's in the can. <laughs> so I can't wait to listen to it and see what you, like, that's going to be exciting to see what you edited it at, like that, what it ended up being. Because you take out everything I say, uh, it's funny. So I'm just curious of what, well, how that one's going to end up being. I don't think I can take everything out. I think I'm just going to take, I'm just going to I think like just leave beep out. the last important part. Yeah, like what it means is definition. beep, and then everyone just I'll put, a little, I'll put like a little editor's note in, and just be like, "Hey, uh, if you're hoping to uh, to find out what that means, go look it up because we're not airing that shit. <laughs> it'll be our. That, that, it'll not be airing our, that. Not airing that shit, huh? Hmm. Yeah. It'll be our uh, John Benet Ramsey episode. <laughs> Any, anything to plug? Yeah, I think I guess I do. Um, I mean, replug because I only really do so many things. We're gonna plug them over and over again. Uh, I made a new CK's uh, kitchen video. Uh, the last nice. one I had made was was well, like when you were out of town when I did it for Logan when I did the the big ziti bolognese. And what was interesting is the big ziti bolognese went off without a hitch. It was a perfect video. This one I totally screwed up. I substituted an ingredient that could not be substituted. And it was a disaster in the making. So the video is really funny because watching it, you're like, I titled it a disaster, but you're like, oh, that's not, that's not going to work. How do you not see that's not going to work? And then like 
seven eighths of the way through. I'm like, why did I not see this wasn't going to work? Um, yeah. But but does it does it work at the end? Do I, do I pull it out? Oh, you have to watch to see. And ironically, I mentioned in it, or CK mentions that I don't like green peppers because I find them bitter and I just don't find them attractive. And I use the poblano pepper instead because it's still green, but it has a little less bitter and a little bit of heat. Not much for an entire you know recipe. Yeah. But I, I, I tend to upgrade from green pepper to poblano, and, and I did in this recipe. And then we mentioned here using orange peppers. So there you go. It's a little tie. So check out CK's Kitchen Channel on YouTube. The newest video is called Tortellini Disaster. Nice. And while you're on YouTube, check out our new YouTube channel talking about the big stuff. Um, obviously, if you're watching this right now, you're, you're already probably checking on it out. YouTube. But then subscribe and ring the notification bell if you're already here and i've going i've been going back over the last day or two of putting all the old episodes up um so that we can they're just you know it just has the logo up so there's no video there but (sighs) i got i got a call from or i got a text from paul when i sent it over to him like hey I, i posted on youtube he was like i don't want my face on on YouTube, and I was like, "Don't worry, it's not. Don't worry, so, I'm not getting a strike against me because of what you were wearing." Yeah. Um, but I will say, as I always do, please, you know, like, subscribe. Um, you can email us at talkingaboutthebigstuff at gmail dot com if you're listening and you are enjoying. Please email us and just say, "Hey, you know, this I'm really enjoying this kind of content." Uh, you know, like when you talk about this topic or whatever. I really hate it that you always make the joke about uh, Mike's dad hating Matthew or grandfather. We don't know about. We need some feedback. Uh, You know, like we're getting very. I get feedback from Sarah when a lot of times she'll listen to it while I'm like doing dishes. I'm three feet away from her, and she'll be like, "You're absolutely right." And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I'm listening to the podcast, (laughs) and I'm like which episode and so so it's like oh yeah you can't hear what i'm hearing i'm like that's how headphones work yep that's how voices but, in your uh, head work too so for the most part it's just been that feedback uh for the last couple of weeks i did get one of my coworkers who nice nice one of my coworkers who listens uh a couple of weeks ago was telling me he was updated he was, he was finally caught up and he was like i i'm a little worried about you with uh all, all that stuff about your funeral and getting hit by the truck. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Our new business model. Yeah. So, yeah, if you are interested, you know, in, in if, if you're enjoying it, just let us know. It's nice to, to get some feedback. Um, and, you know, that way we know how to, to, to improve and keep getting better. Um, and if you're not following us on Instagram, I am putting up clips on Instagram um, I also, I'm going to probably put up a, a clip that's exclusive to Instagram that won't be on this podcast, uh, but it's about the white Skittles and Logan's reaction. Um, I won't be putting Logan up on it, but I'll be explaining his reaction. I'll probably record that right after I'm done with this episode, actually, because um, I want to put that up there. Knowing his anyway, GOP so, tendencies, I'm sure he prefers a white Skittle to a rainbow. I think that you will actually enjoy the reaction. So it's not, it is not his GOP <laughs> tendencies, but um, I want to keep it as an exclusive for Instagram. So follow our Instagram. It's also talking about the big stuff. It's pretty simple. We've actually, because, because apparently it's a unique 
name. We've been able to get it without any numbers and shit, which has been nice. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, everybody, uh, we will talk to you next week. And uh, no matter how old you are, it's never too late to talk about the big stuff. Nice. It's a little less, a little less sexual than usual. Yeah. When you get old, that happens. <laughs>